0: Welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome everyone to another episode of Fertility Conversations. Today I'm joined by a lovely guest, Pooja, who is a dietitian specializing in PCOS. She's joining us from Australia and will be sharing, us, sharing with us so much details about the right way to eat and the right diet. So really excited to have you here, at Puja. Her details will also be in the show notes. So to start off, please tell us. Hello, Puja.
1: Hello. Thank you
0: for joining us today.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Ola. So lovely to be here. And like you mentioned, my name is Pooja. I'm an Accredited Practicing Dietitian and Accredited Nutritionist based in Melbourne, Australia. And well... I will tell you a little bit about myself and how I got started in nutrition. So, well, my journey started with my love for being food and cooking. And mm. unlike what you think dietitians do, we did we literally do not put you on diet. So I actually... <laughs> <laughs> love food and I encourage you to eat food but healthy food so since childhood I have always been fascinated by food and nutrition and how various foods have an impact on our physical and mental health and that's why I decided Mm. to study nutrition Um, so I have completed a bachelor's degree in human nutrition from La Trobe University in Australia And then I went on and did my master's degree in nutrition and dietetics from Bond University in Australia. So Mm -hmm. having the accredited practicing dietitian credential, uh, that means that we have completed our university education in nutrition. And it doesn't just stop there. We undertake ongoing nutrition training and education programs to ensure that we are the most up-to-date and credible source for nutrition information. And as you know, today, in today's day and age, when we are facing information overload from everywhere, I encourage you to making sure that you're getting your nutrition advice from a qualified nutrition professional.
0: Yes. And thank you for sharing that because it's like you said, there's so much information out there and you're not really sure who to follow. There's so many um, people that say that they have the right way to eat and diets and lots of diet options. There's keto. There's so many things that you know people are trying to uh, try out. That whatever works. So it's good to actually have uh, you as a dietitian and, and i created one actually as well. So that way people are able to get the right information. Um, what are your views on dieting and all these different diets and as a way to uh, manage? Uh, weight uh, or weight loss or fertility
1: yeah great question and that really ties up with my nutrition philosophy so what Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients or my practices aligned with rather than taking things out of your diet so eliminate this and that and cut out carbs I encourage you to think about what you can add to your diet and your Mm. daily routine that will actually achieve you that balance. Because a balanced diet is so important when it comes to um, tackling nutrition um, for chronic conditions, fertility, and anything related to your health. So think about adding, not subtracting.
0: (laughs) Interesting. That's a a new way to look at it. Because you're usually thinking about taking out everything, right? (laughs) Take out carbs, take out this you know eat less of that eat only protein eat only fat um but from what you're saying it's important to eat all different types of foods and ensure that we have an imbalanced diet absolutely
1: so fundamental
0: so then should we be cutting out the the quantity then is that where the focus should be or should we just be perhaps contacting yourself to to letting us know the best way to eat because i think it's so hard trying to find the right balance that's
1: absolutely true um yes you can always work with a dietitian but there is so much good information out there as well from credible websites as well for example government websites so so in the end you want to have a variety and Mm -hmm. variety helps you achieve that balance so when you cut things out from your diet you are actually taking out so many important nutrients for example if you're cutting out carbohydrates you're not having that important fiber though that iron those minerals and Mm. vitamin that you're getting so that's when you're becoming deficient and that's affecting other parts of your body and your life so adding more variety um, whether it be different kinds of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts and seeds and plant-based milk, or if you prefer dairy, dairy-based milk is so important and that will um, ultimately achieve your health goals.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so, of course, today we are focusing a lot as well on PCOS uh, because it does impact a lot of people. Uh, and of course, it impacts fertility. Um, and I know that that's what you're focused on. Uh, so to start off, why did he decide to focus on PCOS?
1: Yeah, great question. So, like you mentioned, um, it's a the, there are great numbers. Um, f- who women who are affected with PCOS? we have a massive numbers right there right so what I saw in my practice is there was a massive rise of patients who were being referred Mm. to me they were women with PCOS and they were from all different kinds of ages coming with all different problems and what I was seeing that they were not being educated about condition and not being treated to fix their root cause rather than they were just being masked um, or given a band-aid and this really annoyed me so
0: yeah.
1: to put things into perspective um, p cost affects as many as one in five women of childbearing age wow. and mostly it remains undiagnosed or underdiagnosed so imagine how many women are out there struggling without a proper diagnosis and not even knowing what's wrong with them and getting frustrated and not treated properly and that's when I knew that I had to do something about this and that's when I decided that I wanted to focus on PCOS and see however many women I can help and make a difference I suppose
0: yes and thank you for doing that because again like you said lots of women do need support I and mean, one to five isn't a whole lot of people um, so many <laughs> yeah and especially if they do not even know they have it. It's not been diagnosed or underdiagnosed, like you said. Mm. So what would you say are some of the common problems and symptoms associated with BCOS or PCOS?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no right way to say it. Right? I, I, <laughs> <Yeah. like>
0: to,
1: <laughs> I call it PCOS because it just sounds, um sounds okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just short erosion as well as pcos and pcos anyways digressing here (laughs) so um as many so as we know that uh, pcos is the most common endocrine and metabolic disorder uh, and the key drivers are thought to be hormonal imbalances mainly insulin and androgens um so pcos is a syndrome And what that means is it's a cluster of different kinds of signs and symptoms, and it looks different on each person as they all would have various manifestations. And some of the signs and symptoms are excess facial hair or body hair, hair loss from the scalp, acne on the face or other body parts, darkened skin patches, uncontrolled weight gain or inability to lose weight. And uh, most people also have issues with their menstrual cycle. So missing periods or irregular periods and difficulty ovulating. And this also impacts the fertility part of it. Um, PCOS also affects um, mental health. So people with PCOS are also more likely to suffer from mood disorders, sleep disorders, eating disorders, and they tend to have low self-esteem and poor body image. All these have a massive impact on anyone's quality of life, as you can imagine. Um, And PCOS also affects their long-term health as um, those with PCOS have increased risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease in the future. So as you can see, it's a massive condition and um, and the people with PCOS need a little, you know, a lot, a lot of support and a lot of guidance in the right direction, yeah
0: yes it is a whole lot and if, if people are listening and seem to have some of the symptoms uh would you then advise for them to get themselves checked out of uh, the doctors to to actually ensure that they have the uh, PCOS or to rule it out yes absolutely it- so it's
1: a it's a, you know like I mentioned, so many people get undiagnosed. So if you feel that you have any of these symptoms that you have been experiencing even for a little bit of time or from a longer period of time, go in and check it out with your doctor, get a diagnosis. And once you have diagnosis, you feel so much clearer that, oh my gosh, um, that's why I'm feeling this. And that's why I'm feeling mm-hmm. this. And now I know why. And once you know the why, then you can fix it. So number one is yeah. getting a diagnosis.
0: Perfect. Thank you for highlighting that. And of course, it's on PCOS. And if there's someone listening and uh, diagnosed with PCOS or uh, recently found out, how can you help them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So diet and lifestyle are the key factors, and they should be used as first line of defense when it comes to um, addressing issues with PCOS. I help those with PCOS with my holistic approach that is based on six key pillars to address their root cause. So by looking at their diet, addressing key nutrient deficiencies, improving their gut health, I also look at implementing necessary changes in the lifestyle, such as we look at exercise, sleeping patterns, stress management, and also look at tailoring the supplements to um, to the individual needs. So there's a lot a lot, lot that goes in um, behind the scenes, so. As a as an accredited dietitian what we do is we do medical nutrition therapy and what that means is tailoring the nutrition advice to the individual person so seeing them as a the whole person looking at their medical history blood reports family history body composition medication and all all the whole mm. the whole picture and so assessing all these factors and then coming up with the personalized dietary solution for the unique individual requirements which is based upon scientific evidence so that's what i do (laughs) every day Mm -hmm. and um, when it comes to nutrition we do need that individualized approach because we're all different when it comes to our body and our symptoms so yeah that's so important
0: yeah that sounds amazing actually because you don't want uh, a one-way fix all that kind of approach it's amazing that you tailor each uh and uh and diets to the specific person which is great absolutely and if anyone wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Yeah, so you can always reach out to me via Instagram. My handle is PCOS.fertility.dietitian. Or you could also um, go to my website at um, www.poweredbynutrition.com.au and you can fill out a um, form.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect. And just to clarify, uh, because some people might be uh, in Nigeria or the parts of the world, uh, can you do you do tele uh, consultations? Like, can you work with them regardless of where they live?
1: Absolutely, yep. So my mainly my focus of my practice is very virtual, and of course. Pre okay. or post COVID, we are everything's um, uh. literally now virtual. So we do Zoom sessions, and um, I send out everything online. So there's literally no need to come in and see me in person. So anyone from right. around, around the world, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. And, and of course, you know, like you said, PCOS, uh, many times people don't even understand it properly. And sometimes there's so much information on the internet, you're not sure which is right, which is wrong. Uh, can you share some common myths of PCOS?
1: Oh my god, yes, this is my favorite. <laughs> there are so many as you <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> So first, the first one I feel is the name itself. The name polycystic ovary syndrome is a bit misleading. Um, It suggests that you may Mm. have multiple cysts on your ovaries, um, but that's not the case. Instead, uh, those with PCOS or polycystic um, ovaries have immature follicles that are immature eggs on the one or both side of the ovaries. And they are definitely not cysts as the name suggests. Um, mm-hmm, other yeah. common common myths about diet and lifestyle are you have to cut out all carbs and go on keto diet. You have to go on gluten-free mm-hmm. and dairy-free. Um, just go on the pill and you'll be fine or just lose weight and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the list just goes on. Um, Another myth um, is people think that it's just a reproductive condition. But like I mentioned before, there are so many manifestations and it impacts literally every part of your body. So that's that. Um another common phenomena that I see is related to people's perception or biases towards those with PCOS. Um, so when someone's living in a larger body, people just believe that they are lazy or not eating healthy or not exercising. Um, but that's not always the case um, as there are so many underlying issues, metabolic conditions that impact the weight gain, and um, that's when people can't lose the weight even after trying. Um, So yeah, those are the some things that I see and as you can see how frustrating they are.
0: They are, and thank you, because so many ones you highlighted, I've seen it a lot on the internet and it's just, uh, it's important that we get the right information. So I'm so thankful to have you here today sharing all this information and just uh, educating us all and making us aware so that we are, and for debunking all this mix as well. Thank you.
1: My pleasure.
0: Uh, and in terms of fertility as well, how would you say that PCOS impacts fertility? Mm-hmm. I know you said just earlier about the immature follicles, so perhaps that might be linked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So around seventy percent of those with PCOS experience some difficulties in becoming pregnant. Uh, it's called subfertility or reduced fertility. So like I briefly mentioned before, in those with PCOS, there are high levels of androgens and insulin hormones, and that can affect the menstrual cycle, and that prevents ovulation. Uh, um, So that's just the release of a mature egg from your ovary. And in some people, ovulation can stop completely or it can become irregular and this can make it more difficult um, to become pregnant naturally. However, this does not mean that all of people with PCOS are
0: infertile. Right. So very important to, to distinguish that because again, you know, sometimes when you, when you see it often that, okay, PCOS can impact infertility, it's easy to also assume that everyone that has it will have an issue absolutely that's um, such a common perception. yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and and of course you know it sometimes i think it takes a mindset to understand the fact that you know dieting or eat, like the right diet doesn't mean dieting and doesn't mean removing foods and when people are as, actually trying to lose weight and you say oh no don't cut out this foods just eat right and eat it balanced diet. so you can be a little bit maybe take some time to getting used to um, yeah. so can you perhaps share some of the things that we should be eating that would help us in general or people that have pcos and perhaps things that they're eating or they might be eating that could be harming their bodies
1: yeah um- So definitely. So this is one of the most important questions, I suppose. Uh, Nutrition is such an important factor in balancing your hormones and managing PCOS and also improving your fertility. So I suppose my key message is um, rather than focusing on what to cut out, like I mentioned before, uh, we should focus Mm -hmm. on what we can add into the diet to achieve the right balance. So eating a wide variety of foods, eating all the core food groups such as colourful fruits, colourful vegetables, Um, Whole grain uh, foods, sorry, rather than um, refined, processed carbohydrates, focus on getting whole grains, things that are unrefined and unprocessed dairy or dairy alternative foods if you are vegan uh, protein rich foods and healthy fats Um, also plant-based protein is really important when it comes to fertility and this helps us improve our gut health as well because there's a variety of plant foods uh, which will also help you reduce inflammation in the body and helps avoid nutrient deficiency and this improves your fertility in the end and Also learning about a portion sizes and eating um, healthy carbohydrates, like I mentioned before, that can help with insulin resistance, Mm. which are so many people uh, with PCOS have. Um, So they are some of my key
0: tips. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I think that really, really helps. Uh, Portion control is something that I feel that perhaps one of the things we can easily work on. Uh, And it's important to also know the portion because sometimes people say one portion of this and what portion of that. So you're not really sure what one portion is like what, what is one portion of uh, nuts or seeds. So is that some of the information that you can provide when people consult with you so you know exactly um, portion control and what to be the size to be eating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I mentioned, it's totally individualized approach. So, after assessing uh, the thorough uh, their own personal history, um, I come up with their own individual requirements. So, for example, you may need X number of uh, number of grams of protein. I may need Y number of grams of protein. You know, we are all different. So, individualize um, that portion and then be. Um, then work on what you actually like and what you dislike. So maybe I enjoy eating cheese and some person doesn't enjoy cheese so that's why it's so important that you find the right foods that you actually enjoy because then that's gonna make the journey enjoyable for you and you're gonna stick to the process rather than just give up um, so all those individual things we do um, main meals what you can eat as snacks we also do recipes and meal planning there's so much to learn and that and those skills you can keep for your life so
0: yeah.
1: you learn them and you just keep them and you improve your health one step at a time
0: (laughs) yes sounds all amazing thank you um and just a a question actually sometimes you see a lot on the internet as well as about intermittent fasting uh cutting out foods for such a long period of time and only eating within a certain window do you have any thoughts on this regarding pcos
1: yeah there are so many these kinds of information like we've been talking about out there, um, the most harmful behavior behaviours for PCOS I see are going on restricting dieting, um, mm. intermittent fasting that you have mentioned already as they may, may impact negatively to our insulin resistance and blood sugar levels and we don't have a lot of evidence mm. that it actually supports us. So mm. eliminating major foods such as carbohydrates. So number one tip is you need enough carbohydrates to manage your blood sugar. So do not go on keto, <laughs> um, <laughs> going on gluten and dairy free without any medical diagnosis of food intolerances. If you if you can tolerate, you can, you know, there's no need for you to eliminate that. Yes, if you have intolerance, if we have felt that by eating certain foods, you are experiencing some symptoms that's definitely a sign that you need to see a doctor and work with a dietitian but not everybody needs to eliminate yeah. those foods
0: well said thank you good to know that again it's important that we seek out dietitian accredited and nutritionists and just not follow everything we see on the internet thank you for so important
1: and I, we say that because this can lead to major nutritional deficiency and it can also lead to disordered eating patterns which we already see that people with PCOS have and um, it can also impact your fertility so that's why we say that don't do it um, if you if you can tolerate something have
0: it <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you so much um, and as a wrap-up any words of advice for anyone out that listening having PCOS and struggling with uh, fertility at this point
1: yeah absolutely so like I mentioned um, I would like to you know I like to give you this message that we know that women or those with PCOS have the same number of children with or without assistance as those without PCOS so having pcos does not necessarily mean you you can't have children so that's that's there for you a little bit of hope <laughs> and yes. diet and lifestyle management is such a huge Factor on improving your fertility as well and increasing the chances of a successful pregnancy. And this can happen at various stages as well preconception, you can improve your egg health, sperm health, improve the chances of implantation, improve your ovulation. There are so many things that we can do at dietitians and we can help you at each stage of your fertility journey as well, even if you are going with natural birth, sorry, natural pregnancy or assisted pregnancy. There's so many things that we can do to support you and if so if you haven't considered this i would highly recommend that you work with a fertility dietitian
0: perfect thank you so much well said it has been an amazing uh session here very informative i think i've learned so much i feel so equipped now to say okay (laughs) Um, about dieting and nutrition uh, and how important it is to ensure that we're not cutting out foods without actually seeking um uh, a co- consultation with a dietitian, or nutritionist first to understand if we actually need to do it or not. And the, you know how you strongly highlighted that as well, that everyone is different. Uh, what works for one person might not be the same. So it's important not to uh, just listen to a friend that says that I've been told to cut this out or reduce this. That person might be different um, in the way they respond to certain foods. That might be the reason why they cut it out. So you shouldn't just uh, take advice without um, Seeking professional um, help. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's been amazing <laughs> having you on here. Uh, so informative. And I believe that lots of people uh, will also be able to reach out to you for help um, in terms of uh, just managing the PCOS. And also, because, like you highlighted, there's so many aspects of it, and nutrition is one of the aspects. Uh, so, thank you so much for, for being here today, Puja. No, it's the really pleasure's all
1: mine. Thank you so much for inviting me. And what you do here at Fiddly Conversation is I really admire your work. So kudos to you.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. And of course, what you do as well on your page, I love all your reels and uh, always debunking <laughs> the meats and telling us, you know, what to not be following and not to be cutting out food. So well done. Thank you so much. PCOS is definitely an area that needs a lot more attention and support, like you said. So it's great to see you doing this uh, work and supporting so many women and uh, people around the world. So thank oh, you're you.
1: Kindest. Thanks for your kind words. And I'm so happy that I was here today. Thanks so much, Allah.
0: Thank you. We look forward to having you again in the near future. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.